This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. picture of uh, Shania Twain's body with uh, Rodney Dangerfield's head <laughs> and, and the quote the quote said they don't respect me much <laughs> and I've I haven't stopped thinking about it <laughs> Joey that's a uh, uh, pre-recording you told us the story about how you uh, had a terrible shave experience yeah. at a barbershop mm-hmm. I did I also yep. had a weird one where uh <laughs> Went to a barbershop right before my grandpa's funeral to get my beard Ooh. cleaned up. And I Ooh. sat back and I got just the most, um, man, uh, attempted like lineup in, mm-hmm. by oh. a white bartender, or, by oh. a white barber. <laughs> and like, I came out, uh, I looked like Joey Fatone. And it was <laughs> so oh, brutal. Shit. Because time he to got, gra- he did send grandpa off. This is what he fought for. Yeah. Is that I would have looked good if I was any other race. Yeah. I looked yeah. so stupid. <laughs> it was brutal. But you're not. You're Welsh or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the thing where We're- if I have a thin mustache, I just look like, uh, <laughs> you know, John Waters or something. Fat John Waters. John Soda. I'm always so afraid to line up my beard because like. Mm. It's such a fine line because, like, either you look like a wolf man, yeah, or yeah. you look like you sell used cars. Like, <laughs> like, because either you, go you too look far, like a wolf man yeah. or you don't. And who doesn't want to look like a wolf man? Because, like, a guy with like two straight of a beard, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. this man knows how to get roofies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does seem like you this got kicked is... out of a corporate retreat for uh, yeah. just bad energy. Yeah. yeah. You know what I worry about is beard creep. I worry that as I age, my beard will do that thing where it starts crawling up mm-hmm. my face. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, my head is naturally going to sink. So eventually I'll just be a be- a beard on top of a sweater. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be more concerned about head sink. I think that sounds head worse. Sink? Yeah. The my people, my, my, the dolls are famously a sunken headed elderly <laughs> people. You should see my grandpa. He has to, he has to peek through his zipper. Uh, folks, <laughs> welcome the zipper on his pants. Get it? Cause his head went so low folks. Welcome to fight Island <laughs> podcast about fictional fights and the very real Island where they take place. My name's Jordan doll. I'm Sam wilds. And joining us this week, Joey divine is here. Hey, that's me. That's hey, my pal, name. How are you? I'm good. How's your, how's your head rising or sinking? Oh my, uh, well, my head is doing okay. My hairline mm-hmm. is constantly, uh, you know, moving towards the back while the back is moving towards mm-hmm. the front. Looking for uh, new territory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, my dad 
three years ago gave me Rogaine as a Christmas present, and I was I, like, hey. "I'm not using this out of Use spite." Use it. I'm on. I'm on the chemicals. I'm on the hair chemicals. Sure. The hair sauce. I have to. Sh- I have to shave my tongue. Sure. <laughs> Sometimes my eyelids knit together at the lashes every night. I have to trim myself out. Uh, it works though. I'm telling you, I got hair on the soles of my feet, boys. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, you know that. who I bet has hair on the soles of his feet? Go Benicio on. del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> yeah. Benicio del Toro seems like the type of guy who's like, uh, if he wears a shirt too long, the shirt starts to grow hair. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's, the, it's like an energy. <laughs> he goes through a lot of shirts because he melds with too many of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, Benicio is where Benicio shirt. is where hair plugs come from. You know, you, that's where you get those. That's true. Um, so, Joey, you mentioned you listened to the pod before, but I'm going to go over what we do here for any any Joey heads just joining us. What do you what do you call your your people? Diviniacs? Well, we we call the listeners to my podcast Round Ball What the Fuckers. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Round Ball What the Fuckers showing That's so up. so funny. Just wondering what's going on here. Uh, this is basically a big game of who would win in a fight between. We pick a category and then we talk about the strengths and weaknesses. Ultimately, we will each be asked to vote on who we think wins each round. There will be three rounds, a lightweight round, a middleweight round, and a heavyweight round. Generally, the uh, weight classes are determined by how much kind of mental space a fighter takes up. Mm -hmm. Not so much their weight, more like their cultural relevance. it is uh, video game rules, so old people can fight gay people, men can fight women, dogs can fight babies, whatever needs to happen in order for the island to taste the justice it's, it so craves. And today, our topic is rude tunes. Okay. We're thinking grown-up cartoons, your Barts, your Beavises, to a lesser extent, you know, your... Uh, <laughs> your American Dads. Yeah, you're the PJs. <laughs> the bear from Cleveland yeah. show. The bear from the Cleveland yeah. show. All of Bebe's kids in a Royal All of Rumble. Bebe's kids uh. from rudest to least rude. And they don't even die. They multiply, as I recall. Um, okay, so lightweight rude tunes and these could be kind of adult animations or even just like i don't think they're lightweight but i think like ren and stimpy kind of count mm-hmm. as pretty rude yeah, yeah. so they might be the original rude cartoon potentially potentially i think the original rude tune was like some some kind of r crumb yeah shit. it's fritz or the cat like, right fritz the cat yeah yeah, fritz yeah. The cat. but yeah, i mean we gotta yeah. fritz the cat is heavyweight you know <laughs> What, where do the Fritz racist the cat, where do the racist the, Looney Tunes fit in? Fritz the cat does cocaine and heroin on the reg. Uh, the racist Looney Tunes, I think, I don't even know if they're rude tunes because they're they weren't even rude. aware of it. Yeah. They weren't aware of it. They well, just thought it was like, well, that's what a cartoon does. Are we? Uh, I do have a question before we get into this. Are we uh-huh. spelling tune? T-O-O-N or That's Looney Tune style T-U-N-E-S. This is a great yeah. question, Joey. Sam? I think we're spelling I think we're spelling it T-O-O-N-S, but we're spelling rude yeah. R-O-O-D. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay, so who do, who do you think of when you when you think of some rude tunes who are maybe on the lighter weight end of the scale oh, spectrum? On the lightweight, huh? 
yeah, I think you could I think you could argue that Fritz the Cat would be in here just because not a lot of people know about Fritz mm-hmm. the Cat. I I my mind my mind immediately goes to the movie Cool World. Oh my god, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which The quintessential yeah, rude tune. Yeah, the rudest of tunes. It's like what if Roger Rabbit was rated R for some reason? Yeah. <laughs> What if what if uh, Jessica Rabbit got him out? Yeah. We were all thinking it, right, fellas? Right? It, it is it is funny. Have you ever been to like an independent uh, animation festival? I like took a date there one time, and then we watched yeah. sit like three hours of the dirtiest cartoons you've ever uh-huh. seen. Every animator is just a absolute sicko. Uh, yeah, they're incl- all they're all creeps. I mean, look at our crumb, you know. Fr- friend original. and listener Mike Lloyd is the only. Uh, <laughs> normal animator i know and he, he's you know he's probably making rude tunes. shouts to secretly. mike lloyd who likes every tweet i think i've ever tweeted i love <laughs> it, it makes out. me happy he's love, the, nice, love he's mike the nicest person alive yeah <laughs> i draw i draw uh cartoons i do little doodles and i'm a sicko yeah I'm a complete yeah. weirdo you're a Twisted. you're a fucking freak dude we know I'm just a monster <laughs> i got jars full of toenails <laughs> Uh, I would also, they're all mine. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready also, for the Jordan NFTs. I'm ready for the yeah. a, 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 a cartoon oh. brain with big honkers. Dude, that's I've, the ultimate lightweight <laughs> rude tune. Those bored apes, Whoa. dude. Whoa, you might be right. Holy shit. Uh, Are you... Is that it? The bored ape is the lightest weight rude. He's so rude. He's not even allowed in class. It's He's so- like, oh, I'm, I'm so rude. I'm smoking a cigarette inside in 2020. Yeah. I'm so rude. Uh, my hat is slightly askew. <laughs> the, the most impolite thing an, uh, a chimpanzee could do, wear a hat. Yes. <laughs> I'm wearing a golf visor. Yeah, big sunglasses. And, and, and like a tie that's like slightly un. Like, like loosened they all have a tie that's loosened on nothing nothing makes me laugh harder than when like someone on twitter is like my apes are gone yeah (laughs) it's the best (laughs) somebody stole my apes yeah well (laughs) i I love not understanding it enough where i don't know how that works and i'm still so pleased it's like i never had to learn how it worked that the internet could go down and somebody somewhere will be shouting into a phone (laughs) are the apes okay (laughs) (laughs) and that person is steph curry yeah. Um, <laughs> oh man, every pro athlete loves NFTs so much. You see that shit with Jimmy Fallon with him and uh who was it? Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton, right? It was like it was like two people had been asked to sell a purple cube from mm-hmm. an alien planet and they didn't know what it was, but they each mm-hmm. had one and they know that the brass said they like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh they were just like, You love cube, right? I love cube. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, anyway, we're getting Fight we're getting Island. Derailed. We love cube. Yeah, we do love cube. <laughs> Down with orb. Um okay. I think I think the bored ape versus Fritz the cat is pretty good, right? Uh I'll I'll just throw out my my like lightweight just for flavor. Please. The Aquatine. The uh, squad. We can wow, throw in Meatwad. Yeah. Oh wow. They might be middle for me. I feel like they're they? kind okay. of the. I feel like they're kind of the uh, the anchor of of uh, Adult Swim. But right? if you're gonna go Adult Swim, I think it's only like it. This is heavyweight in my heart, but lightweight mm-hmm. culturally. I think now. Go ahead. 
you go Space Ghost Coast to Coast. I also thought Space Ghost. Wow. Yeah. Space Ghost was now, maybe a middle for me. Space Ghost. Hmm. Space Ghost is under Aqua Teen, though, because he was yeah. the first one. Yeah. yeah. Space wow, Ghost, is a, Space good Ghost is a good lightweight. Okay, so do we want Space Ghost versus Bored Ape? You, I'm, I'll tell you right now, you're not going to get a fair fight out of me. I want that ape. <laughs> I, don't think we'll, I don't think we'll get a fair fight with any uh, NFT stuff. <laughs> yeah, but like, anyone, we'll go, I think anyone versus Bored Apes <laughs> uh, is, walk, is walking right through the Bored Ape, the, yeah. the Bored Ape door there. <laughs> yeah, that's just going to be one of those things where we just kind of want to pick on Bored Ape. For well, we'd have to minutes. pick another thing we hate equally, and I don't think there's yeah. a cartoon we dislike that much much unless it's okay. like we had to do a lot of research about brickleberry or something <laughs> okay <laughs> good call and we did not we refused yeah. Yeah, brickleberry yeah. drove a truckload of money up to our door <laughs> and we said no yeah um okay so i think i'm gonna lock it in the you know what though us, hold on uh-huh. i please. have another suggestion please wasn't betty boop like <gasps> sexy and like sort of a rude cartoon yeah. Betty Boop. <laughs> Betty yeah. Boop was she's the gateway route to yeah, right? right? Yeah. She was showing a lot of ankle for uh an yeah. ink. Yeah, a woman a woman in a dress was rude. That's what's, yeah. that's, that's what a, woman about a, the a woman with a job. <laughs> what's she, she doing? Oh uh, she oh well, she's just holding the cigarette tray until her husband comes back, right? Yeah. <laughs> This they woman has a it? job? This is rude. <laughs> Hide it from the kids. Here's one that nobody will know, but uh, when I was a kid in the UK, there is a, a long-running smut uh, comic mag called Viz. Mm-hmm. Okay. V-I-Z. And my my uncle would occasionally come home with a copy of Viz and be like, don't let your mom see that. And I'd be like, I don't think I, don't think I want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm a little too mature oh yes <laughs> that's the other rude dude right is like a cartoon in playboy oh yeah. true yeah. <laughs> alfred e oh, newman yeah. <laughs> yes alfred e newman also a rude dude for sure and well, whatever the cracked guy's name was the, oh, their yeah, fake fucking... alfred e newman right. in yeah. fact what that should the... maybe be our lightweight alfred e newman versus the blonde <laughs> cracked versus guy the cracked guy <laughs> I, I don't have to even look know up who we... that is. His what his name is. What is his name? It's hard to if find. It's a three. If it's a three namer, I'm calling rip off. If he has a middle initial, it's Sylvester <laughs> P. Smythe. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Man, Let I don't think I knew how cracked. much how much cracked was like a Burger King of bad. <laughs> you know what? Cracked. I'm glad you didn't like my listicles. <laughs> Enough to pay me 14 cents per I think, paragraph. I or think something. that's our lightweight fight. I think it's Alfred E. Newman versus Sylvester versus the P. Guy Smythe. From, <laughs> the guy from Cracked. Okay. Well, now again, it's, uh, in my mind, Alfred E. Newman is just gonna like steamroll this this creep, you know? He is he's a paper mache Alfred E. Newman. Well, but now can I tell you some, uh, some information ahead. about him though? He's cra- <laughs> <laughs> you're on the you're on the Alfred P. Smythe website. Sylvester P. Smythe is a janitor at Cracked Magazine. (laughs) Well, that changes everything. Yeah, exactly. He's working class. Alfred Alfred E. Newman went to fucking Harvard. You know he wrote for the Lampoon. Yeah, he's wearing a fucking tuxedo to his magazine job. He is such a bad ripoff. It's even like the same drawing style. Okay. This sucks. 
<laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, okay, so the the question before us is, who would win in a fight between Alfred E. Newman and Sylvester P. Smythe <laughs> of Cracked Magazine fame? Uh, I'm going to get some Sylvester, uh, Sylvester facts up here alongside some Alfred, Alfred E. Newman facts and see how they stack up. I, I, I can't believe the blatantness of this. This is really incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I'm on the cracked wiki looking mm-hmm. at his signature. Yeah, me I guess, too. I am also the, on the cracked wiki yeah. looking at his signature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, this, the, you know what this Sylvester P. Smythe is the is the grandfather too is like not another teen movie. Yes. <laughs> That's the yes. like line of humor that this is. Is like Yes. Is like is like Sylvester P. Smythe could have been the executive producer of Epic Movie. Mm-hmm. Where the now, joke is it's just the thing again. Now Sylvester P. Smythe. He ran for appeared... president in 1964. Anyway, keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> one. He was president for a year. Remember? I like Joey's still trying roads... to get him bona fides. Like <laughs> when all the roads president. got turned into water slides. It was a loony year. He was on the very first issue of Cracked. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Uh, in 2021, Cracked.com announced that Sylvester would return. Where? Why did he go away? What? That's a good question. Look, the, in later okay, years, hold on. That as is the just... publication, yeah, That's... changed hands and the original artist left the magazine, the portrayal of Sylvester changed. He became more quote unquote extreme and lost <laughs> a lot of his lost a lot of his innocence. So what he was like? Posting on 8chan? Yeah, he got into <laughs> Coke and started uh, trading in illegal meats. He was eating a lot of lemur. By the time of the relaunch in 2006, he was being portrayed as something worthy of derision. Although, <laughs> although the final print illustration featuring Sylvester, a portrait by John Severin from the third issue, was rather dignified. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad he got. I'm glad he got the... Uh... The, the beautiful send-off he deserved. <laughs> oh, hang on. The Brazilian publication Pancada, which reprinted cracked material, embraced Sylvester. Good. <laughs> renaming Good. him Bellarmino de Arruda. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, okay, so Sylvester P. Smythe seems to have been squeezed out of cracked but he's in back later now. years. He's back now. Only to return and subsequently flee, <laughs> flee to Brazil. <laughs> Sylvester P. Smythe, what, they brought him back, but it's like the M&Ms, right? He's like woke now. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's exactly. like, he's like, I'm neurodivergent on every, <laughs> on the cover of yeah. every magazine. I would read Cracked if they'd make uh, Sylvester P. Smythe asexual. Be... <laughs> now, Sylvester P. Smythe looks to be a fully grown man. Well, I would say he doesn't look to be he doesn't look like a fully grown man but he looks like a fully grown like old dope mm-hmm, like adult yeah. whereas alfred e M- newman appears to be a boy mm-hmm. yep also Which i think gives sylvester a bit of an edge well, sylvester's a working man too you know he's a mm-hmm. uh, yeah uh he knows his way around a broom you know mm-hmm. like i'm seeing i'm looking at lots of pictures of him holding a broom yeah, and he it's is going to beat that child's brain in with that broomstick. <laughs> it is That's a distinct. True. It's a distinct disadvantage to be like a Harvard lampoon man in a fight. <laughs> I think a certain this a certain is... like Colin Jostyism that's going to like get your ass whooped. You know what? A fight island you guys should do someday is Harvard alums. 
Mm, that's, that's really idea. good. Make actually. them all yeah. fight each other. <laughs> that's yeah. really good. Uh, here's the history of Alfred E. Newman, by the way. Harvey Kurtzman first spotted the image on a postcard pinned to the office bullet bulletin board of Ballantine Books. Editor Bernard Shercliff. It was a face that didn't have a care in the world except mischief, recalled Kurtzman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shercliff was later a contributor to various magazines created by Kurtzman. Okay. It seems like Shercliff came in and made some footnotes here. <laughs> um, in November 1954, Newman made his mad debut on the front of cover of Ballantine's The Mad Reader, a paperback collection of reprints from the first two years of Mad. The character's first appearance in the comic book was on the cover of Mad Number no. 21 in a tiny image as part of a mock advertisement. A rubber mask bearing his likeness with idiot written underneath was offered for $129. <laughs> Uh, so he wasn't even there from the first episode, first issue. Well, you know, Sylvester P. Smythe, OG. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Sylvester S- P. Smythe is uh starting to feel like he's the Tesla of this situation, <laughs> and he got, you know, he he got jammed out of there by Mad. <laughs> I'm gonna vote Sylvester P. Smythe for a lot of reasons we've already said, and also. What's ruder than just blatant copyright theft? Exactly. Pretty That's very rude. rude. That's as rude as you can go. That's quite rude. Plus, I feel like I have seen Sylvester P. Smythe's butt. Like, I feel like (laughs) I feel like I've seen him mooning on a cover of Cracked, and I've never seen Alfred E. Newman's butt. I get that feeling about you, too. And that is rude. (laughs) (laughs) Also, also, uh, Sylvester still like cracked still exists. Crack.com uh-huh. still exists. Mm-hmm. Mad TV dipped out two years ago. Well, Mad TV so, Mad keeps TV, trying TV. to come Mad back. <laughs> Listen to this. Although, you know Mad- what? I would vote for any number of the actors on Mad TV in Fight Island <laughs> against a rude tune. Sure. That seems like a vicious bunch. Yeah. Phil Michael Lamar. <laughs> yeah. Phil, <laughs> Phil Lamar versus Brian the dog is our heavyweight. <laughs> Mad switched to magazine format starting with issue number 24 and Newman's face appeared in the top central position of the illustrated border used on the covers with his now familiar signature phrase, what, me worry? Written underneath. Initially, the phrase was rendered, what, me worry? These borders were used through five more issues. So there's only five of them. Interesting. Um, the character was also shown on page seven of Mad 24 and was called Melvin Kosnowski on page 63 as Melvin Sturdley. In later issues, he appeared as Melvin Kosnowski or Mel Haney. Okay. Why? You know, (laughs) this guy, well, who are we supposed to believe here? Well, this is what I'm, I'm about to say here. This makes me think. Alfred E. Newman is starting to look a little better, right? Because, like, what, me worry? Right. It's like, that's a guy who knows how to, like, beat some ass. You know what confidence. I mean? Confidence. And also, all those uh, nom de plumes, <laughs> is, are we looking at, like, a talented Mr. Ripley situation the here? the guards yeah. <laughs> of a con man. I agree, yeah. Yeah. Joey. <laughs> is, did he murder these men and then steal their identities? <laughs> Absolutely. Let's go. Let's see the inside of the wallet. Uh, when Al Feldstein took over as Mad's editor in 1956, he seized upon the face. I decided that this is this is Al. I decided that I wanted to have this visual logo as the image of Mad, the same way that corporations had Jolly Green Giant and Dog Barking. 
Not nearly as popular now as it once was, but dog barking. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, that was for the gramophone. I wanted to make a movie like uh, that train coming out of a tunnel that scared all those cowboys. So I created Alfred E. Newman. Okay, uh, he wanted to get, yeah, he wanted something recognizable. He wanted an image that could strike fear into the hearts of, no, that's Batman. Uh, so I put an ad in the New York Times that said, National Magazine wants portrait artist for special progress. In walked this little old guy in his 60s named Norman Mingo. And he said, what National Magazine is this? I said, mad. And he said, Goodbye. (laughs) I told him to wait and I dragged out all these examples and postcards of this idiot kid. And I said, I want a definitive portrait of this kid. I don't want him to look like an idiot. I want him to be lovable and have an intelligence behind his eyes. He looks like an idiot, though. I want him to have this devil may care attitude. Someone who can maintain a sense of humor while the world is collapsing around him. I adapted and used the portrait. And that was the beginning. An idiot is exactly what he looks like. <laughs> He's the ultimate <laughs> idiot. That's so funny. Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm giving it to Alfred E. Newman. After we, after all of what we just heard, I, I think that Alfred, e, there's more to Alfred than meets the eye. I think he, it is a talented Mr. Ripley situation. I think he's taken off identities and putting them on like a chameleon, mm-hmm. like a, like a chameleon changes hats. Um, <laughs> And uh, you don't know who you're hitting. I don't think that this janitor stands a chance against this this child of many faces. So does that mean I'm the tie-breaking vote here? You are the tie-breaking vote. I'm, give me Sylvester P. Smythe. Come on. Sylvester P. Smythe <laughs> snatches victory from the jaws of defeat. What was it? What was the tipper? I, I just think, A, working man. B, working man. He's had to work for it. Like... Sylvester P. Smythe admits he's an idiot. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And like a, a guy who's an idiot admits he's an idiot is going to win in a fight versus Al- a guy who's Alfred? like, I look yeah. very likable. I'm devilishly <laughs> handsome. <laughs> I have a delightful mischief. <laughs> what, me? Lose the fight? Oh, oh, oh. Um, and then next thing you know, he's a uh, tape. Taste and broom handle. <laughs> suck, <laughs> suck bristle, bitch. Um, okay, Sylvester's Peace Mythe. A, a complete upset. I lost $300 on that. Um, who'd have thought? Ding, ding, ding. The lightweight winner. Okay, middleweight. Who are we thinking? This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Um, I've been saving one for middle. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite rude tunes, Zoidberg. Mm-hmm. Zoidberg. Mm. I love Zoidberg. He's gross. He's who I thought of first because he's gross. Mm-hmm. He's always excreting something or naked oh, or like eating a or, thing he's not supposed to. Yeah. Great, great, see the, great rude tune for like a 14 year old. Did you see the one where he uh, uh, was rutting and like had to go to his home planet for like mm-hmm. a mating ritual? So funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Love Zoidberg. Um, I would like to. Uh elect osmosis jones <laughs> excellent very rude 
excellent rude too and also wow see this is one of those situations where i had someone lined up but osmosis jones versus zoidberg it's a battle of the wigglies you know that's genius that's a good middleweight fight right there i was gonna say uh peter griffin Mm -hmm. falls into the middleweight category because he's no homer simpson was riding high on the hog for a while and then kind of got slapped down mm-hmm. a little bit by the, uh, you know, the fl- the flavors of the day. But he's still around being mm-hmm. rude. Remember the time I lost a fight to uh, Zoidberg on that island? <laughs> <laughs> sort of an audio flashback for everybody. Sure, yeah. <laughs> an audio cutaway. Oh, crap. I'm getting punched by a lobster. <laughs> uh... uh Two, two other ones that I thought, I mean, I thought this was a good uh, Stimpy level. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, Stimpy's good in here, too. And, uh, uh, yeah, go and ahead. also Boom Boomhauer or Dale or Bill Dotry. <sighs> now, he's not rude, but the cartoon is rude. Mm-hmm. Can we get Hank in here? See, I would rather have Bobby if we're going to King You'd of the You'd rather have character. Bobby. He is trained in self-defense <laughs> i also just like bobby the most yeah uh, of the king I of think, the hill I think, characters <laughs> i think dale gribble is the most compelling fighter yeah that's maybe true. but he's gonna get his ass whooped dale gribber dale gribble <sighs> thinks around corners he thinks he's gonna be able to outthink his enemy but if they get a hold of him he he will soil himself yeah that's and, true and crumple to the ground i think hank is the one who has proved that he can kick ass. The the other middleweight guy I was thinking of, and I was going to ask you if this mm. is indeed a rude tune. Go ahead. Because I feel like it was a tune that was on at children's times, but it was for okay. an older kid, and that is The Tick. Oh, wow. That's a great one. The Tick's a very good one. Boy, that is okay, Joey. I think what you've done is found the exact like point where the rude tune wave yeah, breaks, yeah. <laughs> and it like washes back into because it was, it was for it, or at least found an adult audience. It was on in the kids block, but it, like they didn't get it. Yeah, it, hence its overall failure. Boy, the tick is a great one. I think, yeah. I think, yeah, because it was wry, it was tongue-in-cheek. The only problem is I don't think anybody's beaten the tick in a fight. Yeah, the tick's going to whoop, whoop everybody's ass. The tick he's, against he's Dale. He's the combatant of this. <laughs> I love the tick. Did you ever see the Patrick Warburton yeah, one? Yeah, it was good. Great. So love good. It. The new I Amazon one on was DVD. pretty good, too. The Amazon pretty one's good. very good. Yeah, Griffin Newman's mm-hmm. like a great uh, uh, I love Arthur. bad hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love uh, Peter Serafinowicz. Yeah. yeah, you know what I started watching? Speaking of bad heroes, is Peacemaker on HBO. Is he's kind of a rude tune? Incredible, he's a rude tune. Yes, the Suicide it's Squad incredible. in general, rude tune. Uh, rude rude tune, absolutely big rude tune energy. I mean, I, in fact, middleweight, I'm taking. Really I heard that. I, I'm I'm gonna say actually for my I'd like to nominate Jared Leto's Joker as uh, the middleweight. <laughs> the rudest tune of all. That is a rude oh, tune. Man. He Just could fight flick, the tick. Flicking flicking rubbers at Stimpy. Uh what a t- he's so twisted with a Z. Jeez. I think it's just too good of a matchup. I want to see. Oh god, that King of the Hill thing threw me for a loopty. Um, no, it's too good of a matchup. The question before us is who would win in a fight 
between Zoidberg and Osmosis Jones. So let's say Osmosis Jones is the size of Zo- Zoidberg mm-hmm. and or Zoidberg is it's, shrunk down is, and sent into Yeah, are they someone's fighting in, some, in someone's body? I think they're probably fighting in Fry, they're, really. They're, they're fighting in Dale Gribble. They're fighting <laughs> in Dale Gribble. Absolutely. Oh, oh, my tummy. <laughs> Did you know if you, Google, so good. if you Google Osmosis Jones, the... The first question that comes up is people in the people also ask section is what disease is Thrax Osmosis Jones? <laughs> well, I mean, anthrax, right? Isn't that the, I mean, is that a disease? <laughs> what is anthrax? I know it's a dust. I, I know I'm saying anthrax. Well, it's a something lot. you get mailed to you when you work at NBC. Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> Boy. I'm going to I'm going to Google some stuff later. It's going to get me flagged. Um, OK, I, here's what I here's why I think now this might seem like a cut and dry fight. You know, Osmosis Jones is uh, uh, a lawman, mm-hmm. um, a, has a gun. <laughs> he does a, have a gun. Action packed kind of ready to solve dyna- problems, dynamic figure. Mm-hmm. Whereas Zoidberg is a big smelly lobster man who uh you know is a bit of a boob if i yeah. may mm-hmm. um but i will say i think i think zoidberg might have a little bit of an edge due to the fact that he they are a doctor mm-hmm. but they they understand biology to a point mm-hmm. like he even knows if how a white blood cell works Yes, even if he thinks Dale is like like ha- should have like has too few vents or whatever, is like where's your internal beak or something. <laughs> he's he's still gonna know how to twitch a nerve and get a duodenum to shoot uh, Osmosis Jones out of a body. I think also Zoidberg has like what we've described as uh, like Homer Simpson, like. Buster Keaton powers where it's like mm-hmm. he's a doofus. Oh, sure. So he like it really helps him to be like a boy, you're right. Like a goober because it like it like works somehow. Like especially the, yeah. in rude tune logic, he's kind of indestructible. Right. Uh, that's a... what I was gonna say, is it seems like Zoidberg cannot die. Um, <laughs> sure. Because does. he's so should by by the rule of cartoons, he so should be dead. Yeah. He uh. is he's got that Homer kind of uh bizarro like like he wields the powers of disaster around yeah. him uh he's a chaos agent he's an agent of chaos exactly but i almost feel like uh if anyone could hang with that it's my boy osmosis jones he's leaping he's jumping he's he's action mm-hmm. he's wiggly he's voiced by he's chris rock voiced by chris rock he's cool he's he can also like uh has limited shape changing abilities, mm-hmm. I think is is demonstrated. And again, in that. has a gun. <laughs> and once again, crucial. I feel it cannot be understated that he has a gun. There is famously Zoidberg gets a gun at one point, <laughs> and he says, "No world, you put your hands up," which is one of my favorite Zoidberg lines. Um, so there, I guess there's a chance that Zoidberg snuck a gun in here in his cloaca. He also, Zoidberg has those pearls. Remember that episode where he starts coughing up those pearls? 
I could see him like Spitting shooting them at them. ink yeah. or <laughs> shooting pearls on the ground. So he slips. He, he's a terrifying. The thing that we forget about Zoidberg is he's a terrifying he's a giant space lobster. lobster. Yeah. 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 He has claws. He's got claws. He's got super strength. I think he cuts Fry's arms off at one point. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly, I think I'm giving it to Zoidberg. I think he's got the AC, if I may use the Dungeons and Dragons term. He's, you know, he's got a lobster shell. He can even molt. You know, that's a bit of a decoy power. Uh, He's been, we've seen him eat things that should kill. Mm -hmm. I think Zoidberg takes this one. I think Zoidberg is just too much of a creature from the Black Lagoon to be destroyed. Joey, Joey, your vote. I'm not, I'm not ready. Okay, so I'm thinking about this. I mm-hmm. think one of the things that would help Osmosis Jones in a fight mm-hmm. is his uh, innate understanding of human biology, and sure. Zoidberg is not human. It's not human. Uh-huh. And Holy I think that would shit. confuse Osmosis Jones. It's going to throw him off his game. Yeah, I also think that uh, Osmosis Jones, he's a cop that fights diseases, right? Yeah, uh-huh. He's going to be too fi- tired from fighting all the COVID variants that have been going around <laughs> these last three years, <laughs> trying to track People. them down. <laughs> Especially inside Dale Gribble. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, you know Dale's you know Dale's an Ivermectin it's, like, it's like, you know, you know, in uh, Nightfall, the reason Bane is able to break Batman's back is yeah. because he freed everyone from Arkham Asylum. This yeah. is that for Osmosis Jones. Yeah, people... People talk about how hard it's been on restaurateurs and medical medical workers, but they don't talk about how hard it's been on the osmosis. The Jones's. virus cops. And then finally, of course, a cab. Fuck Osmosis Jones. Zoidberg's yeah, taking it. Well, also, uh, I, I think Sam has a good point here with, uh, in addition to fighting all of these COVID variants, uh, you know, Dale Gribble's an ivermectin mm-hmm. guy. You know, he's yeah, yeah. throwing additional additional uh problems that osmosis didn't need this week uh try i I believe i have learned how to cure it with my own covid variant (laughs) cap full of bleach a counter variant (laughs) the gribble variant that's two for uh that's two for man and I think I, Zoidberg and, and you guys both had kind of uh, more uh, abstract environmental answers. Here's my very stupid answer is I think <laughs> Osmosis Jones uses his gun and he shoot, and, you, and, you, and you think you think Zoidberg's done and then he crawls out of his shell, which has been out shot. Of shell. Yeah, it was just his shell. He shot. Yeah, the shell. he just shot the shell. So and he clean comes sweep. Up and breaks his neck and then does that horrible wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> clean sweep for uh, Zoidberg. Incredible. Zoidberg, clean sweep, taking it. Middleweight bout. Wow. Zoidberg, I got to tell you, these have both been uh, surprises to me. I thought, certainly, the gun. <laughs> <laughs> but I forgot about that shell. Um, okay. All right. Here it is, fellas. People have been waiting for decades for this fight. Mm-hmm. Heavyweight rude tunes. The rudest tunes you can imagine. I'm talking your Bart Simpsons. I'm talking your Beavises, your butt heads. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, your Cartman. Yeah, your Cart? Y'all man. forgot about Cartman. <laughs> Nowadays, everybody want to talk. It would be very funny if I was like, um, I'd like to nominate Tim from The Life and Times of Tim as my heavyweight. <laughs> uh, I do like that show. Yeah, no, it's a good watch... show. It's just not a heavyweight. Do you guys like The Good Family? Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Heavyweight rude tunes. I'm going to bring him back. Fritz the cat. I'm even, I'm even going to bring Betty back. Betty boo. Mm. Uh, she was the rudest tune in the first <laughs> case. And, and you know what? I, I'll, I'll throw him out there. Roger rabbit. He was a rude tune. He had, he had a buxom wife. She was cheating on him. You might not get a fair fight out of me with Roger rabbit. I I, I, I just don't think Roger, if you're friends with Mickey mouse, you get to be a rude tune. <laughs> you know, you're just a tune. Yeah. Judge yeah. doom is what's rude about that movie. Yeah, yeah. Judge doom is the rude tune in that film. You're right. Or those weasels. Yeah. Boy, remember when he puts the shoe in the Yeah, dip? It's the saddest thing that's ever that, been happened yeah. in a movie yeah. ever. Yeah, that altered something. I really think it's top five. It's like yeah. that, like that altered movies. something deeper and than me. Trust me, I know about movie. sad movies. I had a phone case made that is Philip Seymour Hoffman talking on the phone <laughs> for Magnolia. Um. <laughs> Listener, he just did show us that. That's he not a, that's not a clever uh, riff. That is a thing he, he for real pulled out. On hand. And I gotta say, it looks good. Yeah. You can tell exactly what that is. <laughs> Just Holy crying fuck. and ordering pornography on the phone. <laughs> All right. Is Joey going through something? Kind of always. That's what we've learned. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good one. I need to up my phone case game. Okay. Uh, um, All right. Where were we? <laughs> um, Heavyweight about, like, rude tunes. Well, yeah. What about like uh, MTV's Liquid Television? What well, about, I was like, thinking of the head as like a lightweight. The head is the head is a great pick, but not a yeah. Heavyweight. The head could have fought the tick as a middleweight. Actually, fought the yeah. Tick. yeah. I think you could get uh, the Max in here. Mm -hmm. Remember the Max? That mm -hmm. shit was fucked up. Daria is like uh, a middle. She's rude. Daria. Oh man, we should have had Daria fight Dale Daria. Gribble, dude. <laughs> That's what our middleweight should have been. Dale is incredible. Holy shit. And you know Dale would show up to the fight and you know he'd get his ass beat because he would underestimate it. He'd be like, oh, certainly I can fight a teen girl. <laughs> also, our lightweight should have been clone high versus Look. big mouth. <laughs> Joey. Now you're fight islanding. This is the thing. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. I gotta. I gotta say. I mean, Bart versus Cartman seems a little on the nose, but I mean, we've seen that in we've seen that in an episode, right? They did that in a South yeah. Park, and they made some jokes about like Bart was like, "I cut the head off a statue," and Cartman was like, "I fed people their parents." Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, well." 
Um, I like uh, I like Beavis and Butthead versus Cartman also. Versus those the, Cartman? Those Ooh. are the two most like Christian moral panic shows of the 90s. It's true. Cartman is your aunt hated I, that shit. I don't know if anyone can beat Cartman is the problem. He's the devil. But Beavis He's, and Butt have have dumb guy it works out powers more than Cartman they does. Do mm-hmm. have that, don't they? Also, Beavis and Butthead uh, remain funny outside of their times. Uh, I don't know if Cartman does. Yeah, yeah. Cartman did a lot of Chinese accents. Uh, I I like this. Um, I mean, is there someone we're missing? Is there... uh, is there like, I mean, surely not like your Dennis the Menace, your Popeyes. These these no. gentlemen weren't rude, exactly. <laughs> they were like lowercase r rude. Like Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking All of right. rude tunes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I read Stan Lee's book, not his book, the biography <laughs> of Stan Lee last okay. year. And the funniest <laughs> thing about Stan Lee is he was uh-huh. so embarrassed to write comic books that his entire life he was trying to get out of comic books. And the thing he pitched hundreds of times and it failed every time was he would take just photos from the newspaper and put a cartoon bubble over it. And they'd be like, it'd be like JFK saying a rude thing. And he'd be like, this is it. I won't have to write Spider-Man anymore. They're going to love my captions. I thought that's what you were going to say. I read Stanley's book, uh, Spider-Man. Have you heard? Have you read this? (laughs) It's deep stuff. That, that's hilarious. He was memeing. Yeah. He, was, he was he was four chanting hard. And I only think of that uh, because Howard the Duck also a rude dude. <laughs> yeah, Howard yeah. the Duck is a rude dude. <laughs> yeah. He had sex with that lady. That's rude stuff. That's hot duck on lady action. Well, D- Duckman is a rude tune, too. <laughs> oh, Duckman, yeah. Duckman, what a rude tune. Are we about to fight Howard the Duck versus Duckman? <laughs> no, those aren't heavyweights. They're not. You're right. But you know who I think could fight in the heavyweight round as a rude tune. What about Garfield versus Dilbert? Now, okay, I was gonna <laughs> say this because Garfield, not rude in the you know Adult Swim MTV mm-hmm. Liquid Television sense, but as far as, as mistreating John, yeah, goes, but also <laughs> in attitude, he's he's got the most goodness. dude maybe. He's the rudest yeah. cat there is john is a prisoner in his uh-huh. own home and dilbert, dilbert that was just they've tried a rude tune of dilbert when the did, when the, the it wasn't the wb upn the other no, one were, upn yeah right. upn that yes. was like their lead was like we've got yeah. dilbert on it 9 p.m <laughs> fucking crazy i watched that show i remember it not being bad I mean, it was bad in the sense that Scott Adams made a lot of money off of it and <laughs> yeah, has become yeah. what he is today. <laughs> yeah, it generally he added probably... to the toxic soup that is the yeah. culture. That yeah, he's is, a rude dude. Scott Adams he's agency. a rude dude. Scott he Adams. He's a bit of a rude cartoon. Yeah, he's like all smooth um, and like veiny. He's a very rude <laughs> image. You know, like a man should be. Yeah. Um, I look like a man. I'm smooth and my tie curls up. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, I'm going to have to lock this in. I think Sam nailed it earlier. Uh, Is it Cartman or is there a better team up to face Beavis and Butthead? I mean, you could do Ren and Stimpy versus Beavis and Butthead. Okay. That's not bad. What if it's Beavis and Butthead versus Waking Life? (laughs) (laughs) 
That's for our other episode, Monsters of Rotoscoping. <laughs> Fuck, uh, Joey, you got to come back and we got to do Monsters of Rotoscoping. Uh, okay. Does Anomalisa <laughs> count as a tune? No. <laughs> it's rude in that it makes me want to die. <laughs> yeah, it's rude in that it awakens me to the despair of existence. <laughs> Okay. All right. There's I'm nothing more in. rude than giving someone an existential crisis. I think that's <laughs> a rude thing to do. It's so rude. I'm so trying rude. to watch a movie with my grandma. <laughs> um, okay. So the question before us is who would win in a fight? Beavis and Butthead or Eric Cartman? Now. I'm taking Beavis and Butthead, weirdly. You're going Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. Why, is your, why does your instinct draw you to Beavis Height. and Butthead? Height and reach and numbers. They're tall. They're a lot lanky. taller. Don't Beavis and Butthead mm-hmm. seem a lot taller than Cartman? Absolutely. They seem like, uh, you know, a, a, a six-year-old versus two 16-year-olds, <laughs> yeah, yeah, even yeah. though I know Cartman is like, what, nine, ten? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a I, short little round boy. I also think, look, Butthead's not going to do much in this fight. Really? But, I was thinking Beavis would be useless. No, Beavis is going to go Cornholio mode, and that's just <laughs> Cartman. <laughs> <laughs> like he's gonna be punching that little dude in the that's face really demanding tp for his bunghole that's a really good point when when beef first of all beavis has an alter ego that has access to a slew of extra human capabilities uh he doesn't seem to remember the things cornholio does cornholio seems to exist in some sort of fugue red out uh-huh. state yeah um he does not answer to the morals of man so and he does kind of when he cranks it up he sort of just becomes cartman so butthead goes i can see it going down like this i can see it like butthead's like uh butthead gets yeah, murdered what? He's, he's <laughs> and, just, he's yeah that does feel how it plays he's out an, is at least one of beavis and butthead dies he's, yeah he's an, an idiot kid why don't you go up and cut his little tweeter off yeah. or something and then like uh beavis goes i am cornolio and tries to run in mm-hmm. thinking it's just some little kid and he gets buzzsawed. He gets. See, I think you know? it goes the other way i think you cartman because butthead is the more proactive of the two sure, you know he's their like, oh, i'll go do it i'll just go do it beavis and then he walks yeah. in cartman just immediately murders him murders and the, him. like the hulk the grief mm. of seeing his oh, life partner die summons, summons cornholio it summons sends him into cor- cornholio mode <laughs> cornholio summons him summons him from the cornhole uh Incredible. I That's like a that. great argument. <laughs> and he'll be using Cartman as TP for his bunghole. For his bunghole. Uh, yeah. you, you think you think Cornholio ultimately will take Absolutely. Down, Absolutely. Skeletonize him like yeah. a like a like a stout little cow. <laughs> like in, I in said, it's he's piranhas. like the incredible Hulk. It's it's yeah. a Dr. Jekyll and or uh and Mr. Cornholio situation. <laughs> <laughs> Everything becomes TP in the eyes of Cornholio. Uh I, I'm Okay, I'm going the other direction, and I'll tell you why. I think that you're right in a lot of scenarios about Butthead. Butthead thinks he is the leader, and I think in many ways is. And for that reason, I think he manipulates Beavis <laughs> into going in first. He's like, just go beat him up. Mm-hmm. It's a six-year-old. And uh, I think Beavis gets dropped. He tries to go Cornholio, and uh, Cartman's like, eh, <coughs> you fell into my trap, or whatever. You know, he's got some kind of 
trap door. I don't know. He's got some kind of wacky fucking uh, Rube Goldberg machine that peels your skin off and mails it to your mom. Something very upsetting. And uh, and then and then Butthead tries to go in. And I think without Beavis, I think Butthead's weapon is Beavis. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think that I think a Beavis without a Butthead cannot stand. And likewise, a Butthead without a Beavis. Mm-hmm. And I think Cartman takes them down. And I think we have kind of a, a post credit scene of Cartman, like with a snifter of brandy showing the rude tunes that he's killed mm-hmm. in like kind of a rogues gallery See, situation. I like that scenario. I do think Cartman wins if, but if Beavis goes first. Sure. It, but because Beavis is easily the more violent of the two. He's yeah, got Cornholio. Yeah. He loves mm-hmm. fire. He'll light Cartman. He he'll fire. light Cartman's ass right up, like those teens who were copying him in the '90s who burned <laughs> yeah, down their got, high school. We got our our school uh, lobbied to successfully have MTV canceled in our valley uh, because of that. Wherever it happened, they were like, "It's <laughs> happening here next." And we were like, "What?" And Jordan, I'm just enough younger than you where I got an in-school suspension for wearing a Cartman T-shirt. <laughs> incredible yeah incredible boy so so weird it's so weird to think back that like so funny the simpsons were a fucking uh were like a political culture war point back in the day they were like yeah they george bush famously said we need more uh beaver cleavers and less more Bart simpson that's what it more was waltons mm-hmm. more i, th- I th- yeah anyway uh, uh what's, what's Bart simpson what's wild to me that i've been thinking about lately is the people who were really anti South Park and like the Simpsons and stuff, all those people now think like JFK is going to come back and they get to murder their like <laughs> their kids teachers because yeah. they like are part of the revolution. They're like, yeah. I guarantee the QAnon uh, panic about South Park Venn diagram is a circle. Yeah. All right. We got we got one for Beavis and Butthead. Joey says Beavis and Butthead take it on the shoulders of uh <laughs> Uh, uh, a manically depressed Cornholio. Uh, the saddest part about that scenario, Joey, is that when he comes back from being Cornholio, he does not remember like, Butthead dying. <laughs> <laughs> he has to experience his uh, the grief all over again, and then becomes Cornholio. It's a, and it's yeah. actually a tragedy. It's like the, it's like the Wolfman. But that's what cartoons are now. Is like that it just becomes an episode of BoJack Horseman. Surely, yeah. Or he, t- the second time he turns into Cornholio, he devours the corpse of Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of strange pupating ritual. Um. Uh, all right, Sam. It's coming down to you. We got one for Beavis and Butthead. One. I'm saying Cartman takes it. I think he's too diabolical to be taken by a couple of brain dead stooges like Beavis and Butthead. Man, I don't have a very high again second round in a row. I don't have a very high minded answer comparatively, but That's I okay. do think like podcast Car- called Fight Island. <laughs> <laughs> Car- Not think Island. <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> oh shit i'm supposed to be on think island no no i just i saved all my violent answers for think island uh okay i i do think that ultimately cartman is a winner cartman uh, pulls stuff off cartman has plans does. cartman comes out on top people are afraid of cartman beavis and butthead by definition are losers they're ultimate they never losers. do anything. 
They barely do America. They barely <laughs> <laughs> did America that one time. They one time did America. Cartman does America <laughs> constantly. Cartman went to yeah. hell or whatever. Cartman went to hell. Cartman has done. He's just so diabolical. He's done awful things. Ding, ding, ding. Cartman is our winner. I, Heavyweight rude tune. I would like to say as a caveat, though, please. If we're talking, if Cartman is just on TV singing one mm -hmm. of those songs from the musical <laughs> Beavis and Butthead win, because they're going to roast the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, I would love to watch Beavis and Butthead watch an episode of South Park. <laughs> God, that's Beavis and Butthead was incredible for that. And like that was the thing that propelled them was the uh, like the music video uh, goofery. Mm -hmm. And then when they released the DVDs later, they couldn't include any yeah. of the music videos because it was like none of the music was licensed. Cartoon's and, still uh, good, though. Cartoon still holds Cartoon's up. Beavis good. and Butthead. I'm going to say right now, South Park is good. Beavis and Butthead mm -hmm. is better. That's more. That's yeah. my take. That's um, true. But uh, unfortunately, but, uh, not at fighting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric Cartman takes it, takes, takes the heavyweight title here on Fight Island for rudest tune. Joey Devine, thank you so much for joining us this week. Where can the people find you on the line? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Joey Devine. That's D-E-V-I-N-E. -E. Yeah. And more importantly, listen to my podcast. Uh, Round Ball Rock, which is only ostensibly about the NBA. Like we've been talking, we talked about Jack Reacher for like 30 minutes before uh, we. It's a great about podcast. Basketball. It's a fun time. <laughs> I want you to be talking about Sylvester P. Smythe and how how they relate to basketball by next episode. <laughs> Who's that in the stands? Is that Sylvester P. Smythe? <laughs> uh, definitely go follow Joey on all of those things. Um, how about you, Sam? Uh, as always, at Vote Sam Wiles on Twitter, uh, at Sam Wiles on Instagram, and rate and review Fight Island. Yeah, give yeah. us five stars on the old five-star Matron. iTunes, or uh, what's the other one? Spotify. Spotify. The bad one. We're, st we're still on it. <laughs> you know, we say, we say it's Joe Rogan who should leave. Yeah, I mean, not us. Yes, uh, that is, that's <laughs> true, yeah. We're trying to squeeze him out. <laughs> With our influence, um, mm -hmm. hopefully it'll work by next time. The next time you hear us, Joe Rogan will be off the air. I guarantee <laughs> it. Uh, I think that does it for another episode of Fight Island. Uh, Sam, why don't you count us down there, pal? Three, two, one. All right, break it up. It's all over for Fight Island. <laughs>